Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're talking about the love of God. And there's a few verses at the end of Romans chapter 8 that describe the troubles that Paul went through. And you made the point yesterday, Colin, that uh, Paul probably had to endure more than any of us listening. Yes, and of course, he's not only talking about what he suffered, but what anybody can suffer. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword separate us from the love of Christ? No, he says, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. I've been saying it all week. That is in the past tense, the historic tense. He has loved us. So our faith is built upon what he has done, not upon our feelings, not upon our circumstances. And he goes on to say, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, nor the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So how do we react or how should we react when one of these problematical situations arises in our lives? Well, instead of allowing the devil to convince us that this is a reason to question God's love for allowing such a problem to arise, we turn immediately to our faith in what God has done for us. And we can say right away, right from the beginning, remember, we're to give thanks in all circumstances. So we can say, Lord, even in this circumstance, I don't understand this problem. I don't understand why it's arisen. But I thank you that you are with me. And I thank you that you have loved me. And this situation cannot separate me from your love. Now, Lord, you say that in all things, you are working for my good. So I thank you that you are not only with me, but even in this situation, you will be working for my good. You say that in all these things, we are more than conquerors. So thank you that you are going to enable me to get through this problem, get through this situation. I'm going to be able to overcome it. I will be more than a conqueror because I'm trusting in the victory that you have already won and the love that you have already expressed for me on the cross. So I thank you that this situation cannot separate me from your love. In fact, Lord, this situation of need or difficulty is throwing me back upon your love and dependence upon your love. And I depend upon your love to get me through this situation. So you're using scripture as your basis of prayer. It's faith, really. Absolutely. It's faith in what God has done. It's not allowing our emotional feelings about a situation to get us down or to become the, the, uh, the foundation of our prayer or of the way in which we react to the problem. No, as Christians, we react in faith because we know that this situation hasn't separated us, cannot separate us from the love of God. And in fact, the love of God is going to come good. It's going to be expressed. It's going to take us right through in victory. Now, Let's be really real, Colin, because that's the reason for this program. We want to help people who are struggling. Okay, now, you have been a Christian for many, many years. You must have hit really hard places. Are you telling me that when you hit a hard situation, you give thanks to God for it, that it works? Absolutely. Always. Always. And none of those problems have ever 
caused me to question God's love. Uh, you see, <clears throat> when you do things in the way that the Scripture says, you find that, that the Word of God works. I mean, that is a cardinal principle. I don't preach faith as a theory. I preach the faith that works. And some people, you know, don't like my teaching. They get challenged by my teaching. I mean, some sort of traditional church people because they only teach faith as a theory, as a doctrine, not as something that is to work in the everyday circumstances of our lives. But the Bible teaches about faith as a dynamic by which we are to live. That's the kind of faith Jesus expressed in his ministry. That's the kind of faith he was teaching the disciples to have. And he actually got quite disappointed, even frustrated with them, when they didn't demonstrate that kind of faith. It's faith in action. And all week long I've been saying that's what the agape love of God is. It's faith in action. It's not a theory. It's not emotional. It's not a feeling. You don't assess it by your circumstances. You know the reality of God's love because of what he's already done for you. I don't mind how many times I repeat it because it's so important. Therefore, I believe, you see, that when we're wanting to talk to others, especially those who don't know the Lord, about the gospel, it doesn't help to say God loves you uh, because they can't understand that. They can only understand love in emotional terms because that's the only kind of love they've experienced. So it would be much better and much more scriptural to say to someone, God has loved you. And uh, you see, if you say to someone, God loves you, they say, oh, I can't believe that. But if you say to them, God has loved you, they say, what do you mean? What do you mean he has loved me? Do you mean he loved me once and he doesn't love me now? No, no, I don't mean that at all. I mean that he has already expressed his love for you perfectly in what he has done for you. Now, you see, this is taking the, the um, discussion onto a different level altogether, and it's actually taking it onto a scriptural level. What do you mean that he's loved me by what he's done for me? What has he ever done for me? Boom, boom. Then, of course, you can talk about the cross. Then you can talk about all that God is wanting to do because of what he's done. He's already poured out his spirit, so he wants to give you his spirit and so on. It just takes the whole conversation into another dimension. Now, when you adopt this approach and when you, uh, you know, draw people out and they ask you questions, when you tell them that Jesus died on the cross for them, what sort of a response do you get? Because this may be something that people listening to us have never done. Well, of course, uh, a lot of Christians don't really fully understand the cross, but non-believers certainly can't understand the cross. Uh, in recent months, we've had this film uh, about uh, the passion of Jesus. And a lot of non-believers went to see that. And, and what they would have seen very graphically would, was the suffering of the cross. They had a visual impression of that. But, of course, they couldn't understand the meaning of the cross. And if you say to someone, well, God has loved you by dying for you, uh, the non-believer won't understand that, and uh, that will evoke more questions. And, of course, this is what you want to do. You want to, you want to get them asking the right questions. Um, why did he need to die for me? And then, of course, you can begin to explain, well, um, 
because of the uh, because of our sin we we cannot know god we cannot be in right relationship with god therefore god had to um, find a way whereby it was possible for us to be forgiven of our sins and therefore god had to become man himself so that one who was without sin gave his life on behalf of all those who have committed sin and god's love is so great that when we put our faith in what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross, then he is prepared to forgive us our sins because that death on the cross was the punishment that we all deserve for our sins. So Jesus took the punishment for us. He took our place on the cross. And because he has done that for us, God is prepared to forgive us. It's interesting because all this week you have been telling us that God's love is not based on feelings. It's it's very much based on what God has done for us, as you've just described. Now, is there that sense, Colin, that love is the Christian's secret weapon, that God has called us to love him and to love our neighbour in order to spread that love? Because it's a unique message, isn't it, to our particular faith? It is, but you see, you can't separate love and faith. You really can't. Um, the only thing that matters, Paul says, is, is faith expressed in love. So it, you can't really talk about the love of God without talking about faith at the same time. And uh, this, is, this is the important thing for people to understand, that in, in order to experience the love of God, we have to believe. Now, the wonderful thing is, you see, these feelings that we value so highly these feelings of God's love do actually come into our lives when we believe. Let me give you an example. When a person is born again, normally that person is filled with the most wonderful feelings of God and of God's love and of God's presence. Why? Because they have put their faith in what he has done. And at other times when we put our faith in what he's done, for example, he may heal us. And every time you, you receive a healing uh, and you know you've been healed, you are filled with these incredible feelings of love for God. So you see, agape love, God's love, is love in action. When that action takes place in our lives, either by what God does for us or even what we do for other people, when you express that love by serving others, giving to them in some way, you have this great feeling of joy and of love welling up within you. That's because the Holy Spirit is pleased. He's, he, you, you, you sense that, that you have somehow glorified the Lord by expressing his love towards someone else. So when we believe and when we obey, we do actually get feelings of love. But what I'm trying to impress upon everybody is that our love for God is not dependent upon feelings, that it's dependent upon what he has done, and our love for him is dependent upon the way in which we express that love in faith and in obedience to his will. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.